everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We are planning on doing big things with our humble little projects such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay for rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. Again, that is https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. So as promised, um, I'm going to do our name and shame Sundays, and this is going to be the uh, local story for the first name and shame, and it's from my neck of the woods. So I'm going to read this Boston Herald article, and then I will give my input after the article is read. You know the drill, so just give me one moment. Alright, so this is a Boston Herald article, um, and the, artic- the article title is Former Prosecutor, Boston Cop, State Rep, Plan, Olson, Pot Shop. And the uh, author is Sean Philip Cotter. A former state rep and ex-Suffolk County prosecutor in high and a former high-ranking Boston cop are teaming up to run a proposed pot shop in Alston. Former former Suffolk County prosecutor Amy McName McNee is listed as the CEO of Union Twist, a recreational and medical marijuana shop proposed for 259 Cambridge Street. Former Boston Police Superintendent-in-Chief Daniel Linsky is the security consultant and former State Rep Marie St. Floor, Democrat of Boston from 1999 to 2011, is the Chief Operating Officer. All three are listed as the company's, quote, founding team, end quote. The, the pod company has held community meetings and is in the early stages of seeking approval for the 9,000 square foot facility, Mc, McName told the Herald. When, Mc, when McName, McNamee, McName was asked about the fact that she, that she and, and, and Liskey were in law enforcement when marijuana was illegal, while St. Fleur was a state rep, McName said, quote, All of us have been involved in public service. We understand the impact the war, war on drugs has had in communities. If you read the law closely, that's what it's for. End quote. Neither Liskey nor St. LaFleur 
could be reached for a comment. Union Twist says at least 30% of its employees will be black or Hispanic. It will pay workers at least $15 an hour. The shop would be open until 8 p.m. and would make deliveries to customers on the medical side. No pot shops are open in Boston yet, though several hope to start selling by the end of the year. The state's first recreational marijuana facilities opened last fall, nearly two years after voters legalized pot by referendum in the 2016 general election. Other former Boston area politicians and law enforcement members involved in the marijuana business include former City Council T- Councilor Tito Jackson, former Governor Bill Weld, and former State Public Safety Secretary and Suffolk County Sheriff Andrea Cabral. Greg Sullivan of the Pioneer Institute said that the city and the state should take pains to make sure that politicians and ex-cops and prosecutors aren't benefiting from their connections. Quote, If the big shots of government are becoming applicants, does the average person have any chance? End quote. The former state inspector general said, It is critically important that the process be a fair one and to be, and be transparent, end quote. So that's the end of the article. And, um, I mean, I, I don't even, uh, words don't even cover how pissed off and ticked off I am. You know, I saw this, I saw this story this afternoon. Um, is the time of the recording is Saturday right now. It's not Sunday, but I, I just, I, I had to, I saw this and, you know, as, not, as soon as I was done my errands today, you know, as soon as I was done my errands this afternoon, I, I, I felt I had to cover this. Like, you know, in case you don't know what's going on in, in, in our neighbors up north in Canada, um, Canada, Justin Trudeau, their the prime minister, you know, he put a lot of former law enforcement and former cops and former prohibitionists in charge of getting licenses for dispensaries and in charge of implementation of, of marijuana, you know. So Canada has sort of been ground zero with this. And, you know, I, I know that the Emory, the Emory name has sort of been tainted by their scandals. But, you know, the Emory's were, were, were really sounding the alarm of these shenanigans as, you know, Canada was really, and, and Trudeau was giving these licenses and these dispensary, these first cracks at these dispensaries for for the whole country of Canada to these former cops and these pro, former prohibitionists who have nothing but contempt and hatred towards the plant and the people that use it and now you're seeing this madness and this shenanigans spread stateside in Massachusetts and like like I mentioned in a previous episode this isn't the only this isn't the only instance of a cop getting crack a crack at a license um a dispensary is supposed to open up in the city um, by the end of this year is going like the article mentioned is going to another sheriff as well and another law former law enforcement person so I mean you know if you're if you're in a state that's looking at, at making recreational legal you need to fight you need to fight this corporate takeover by prohibitionists and cops with every fiber of your being because they're going to continue doing this, you know, these, these, I mean, the government, you know, I don't like, I mean, like I've said in this, in in this podcast, I consider myself pretty far left and pretty progressive, 
but you know I don't really like libertarian or right wing talking points but I am going to use that talk I, mean, I am going to use a right wing or libertarian talking point right now government ain't your friend when it comes to weed you know both parties look at cannabis both parties and both 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 people both parties and both people in power look at cannabis with nothing but disgust contempt and 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 hatred and they don't like the plant they think the people that use it are, are low-life degenerates that don't work and will stop at nothing to poison pill and and sabotage legalization in in, in any slick fashion that they can do it you know and we really need to fight this you know people who made a living and put food on their table and fed their families through putting putting innocent uh victimless people who who didn't hurt anyone in jail by the thousands and by the hundreds of thousands for you know under the guise of public safety and now these same people that thought weed was so bad and who who ushered the era of mass incarceration over nonviolent crime systems using cannabis for adult use or for medical purposes. Now, these same people that made a career out of uh, making people's lives hell over a plant, these same individuals are, are, are getting licenses or getting to run dispensaries. If that's not regulatory capture, I don't know what, what is, man, you know? It's just it's so sad. It's so pathetic, you know? We're... You know, I'm I'm glad that my state of Massachusetts is really, I'm glad that the that they have put provisions in in the recreational law to to look out for social justice and to try to make it an equitable industry and and put um try to put people and minorities that have been harmed on the war of drugs to give them licenses and stuff. And there are programs in Massachusetts underway by our control board that are seeking to do just that. But this, I don't like, this is, this is terrible. You know, this is a slap in the face to every person of color and every person that got thrown in a fucking cage for, 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 for a plant. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's pathetic, you know, and it, it fills me with just such rage and anger that, we're allowing these these cops and these pigs to profit off a plant that helps people, you know. Well, they spent their careers hurt throwing people in jail for this, you know. These same people are like, hey, I get to make money now off this marijuana, which, you know, their their mindsets haven't changed on marijuana. They still, these even though these people are getting licenses or are trying to get in on this pay-to-play scheme, you know, they still look at this plant with contempt, you know? They're not doing they're not doing this out of love for the plant or out of out of respect for the plant or that the they've they've turned a new leaf and they they wanna help with this industry. No, they're this is just this is cynical. This is just them making money, you know, seeing which way the wind is blowing and, and, and trying to play dirty politics to be in charge of all this. You know, the the locking people up in a cage and making buttloads of overtime off, off, off cannabis arrests and off cannabis prosecutions, that's really coming to an end all over this country. And the cops are running scared. They really are. This is their last gasp. They're, you know, it's like, we can't beat them, so we might as well join them. 
And, you know, if you're in a state like New York or New Jersey that's very soon looking into legalization or Connecticut or Rhode Island or New Mexico or Maryland or, you know, I'm, I mean, name me other states I haven't, I haven't mentioned that are, are looking at legalization on the pipeline through legislature. You know, you need to fight this with every fiber of your being if you live in those states. You need to do everything you can to prevent things like this from happening, whether you write to your lawmakers or you call your lawmakers or you, you know, write emails to them or tweet at them, you know, you need to make this known that this isn't okay. And this regulatory capture where the people that made uh, people's lives hell over a plant, now they're seeing the light and seeing the money and, and are trying to profit off this you know, even though they they showed no remorse or no 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 hesitancy in, in putting people in jail for a plant, you know we need to you know we need to stop this corporate takeover from happening. We really do, you know. We really need to be vigilant. We really need to be alert, and we really need to fight this and make it known to our lawmakers that this isn't cool. And if they're going to continue to oversee this corruption, we need to kick these lawmakers to the curb. So I guess that sort of wraps up this sort of name and shame. Um, name, name and shame these, these officials that are putting cops like this and prosecutors like this in charge of cannabis. Name and shame the government officials that, you know, are taking kickbacks for doing this. And name and shame, name and shame these cops that are turning a buck, you know, despite looking at this plant with contempt. So that wraps up uh, this this edition of this local edition of the name and shame Sunday. And as always, everyone stay medicated, my friends.